It began last night, in the last few minutes of the shir. This Mabit, this Beis Elikim, this is the second Raya, or the first in the Achreinim that speak about it. So the Gemara we had yesterday, the Gemara seems to say that Hachev Picha refers to Tamatera, not even all Ruchnius. I would imagine there's still some debate on that, but we only see from the Gemara the word Tamatera, so we'll take that as the Pashup shot now. And remind me, I'd like to expand on it because we don't want to curtail asking big for Ruchnius if it's not necessary, just we need a riot for it. And so this is David, which we had in the Pasuk, which is explaining what David Melch's own tefillah was. And David Melch was the only Pasuk in the Gemara that had a smaller tefillah with the Mem, Mibir Chosecha. So it's hard to get out of that for the Pasha in the Gemara right now. I don't want anybody to get discouraged. The purpose of this shir is to understand all the sugyas and tevilas, but to also get the impetus to use the maximum. So this is a little bit unusual, maybe counterintuitive, that we're talking about where it's restricted. Everybody's made this, nothing discussed. And Gashmi is the Gemara says that after you had it, you should thank Hashem fully. You got everything that was supposed to come. That was the first part of the Gemara. And now we're up to the Mabit, as we introduced last night, that says pretty clearly that it's not really proper. It doesn't say it's Asr. not really proper to ask for things that are not Hechrochi. Hechrochi means necessary. And that obviously is going to be a very big sliding scale, depending when you live, where you live. And another historical muscle. We're going to have many of them. We try to, of course, adapt it to the American scene for good or for better, I'll say. But if somebody in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, Lemus Burm, would David Shemana say, put in Shemakalenu, I'm having such a difficult time going out to the forest, to the outhouse, or to the other guy's backyard, which would be us, or whatever. Wherever they did it, wherever they took care of it, it was a pain. The Gemara describes as an usher, as a where the basic kise is samach says the chasam kreimliyir, but the basic kise especially you don't have to travel that far. Can you imagine somebody in davening is saying, I, "I mamish want the solution. I, can we have a nace like something that I just use the basic kise in the house and then I just press a button, it's all gone. Something ridiculous like that in the 1600s." So the Mabit would say, whatever, that's really, really not good form or good hashkafa for davening. It's not a hechrochi. Why don't you do what everybody else does? And what do you need these luxuries for? Especially it doesn't even exist yet. You realize we live better than the King of England did a couple hundred years ago, by far, in, in every area. It's just that, why don't we feel like that? We are. B'nai malachim. Everybody should feel like royalty. The answer is, if everybody else has it, somehow it's not so enticing which is a human condition. But just understand, this, I'm not talking about ancient history, <laughs> just uh, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. So a request like that for a peasant would be out of bounds because only royalty had it close by because they can afford it, and even the royalty didn't have it because they didn't invent plumbing. So to ask for an Nigla, that example is not the best example to come out of an Nigla, is always out of bounds, unless you're Chania Magal and you're drawing circles to save Glyasol or something like that. Or you're Ben crossing the Ardain and you've got to get there. There are examples which we never got back to that lesson. Whenever I look at Aaron, you asked me to have that whole thing inside. We'll get to it. I still have it in my copies. There's a reason why. It's certain Kufas, they were in terms of the bracha that they had and the purpose of doing it, 
they were able to produce Nisim Gluyim easily, relatively easy, as opposed to Tukufa Satanach, where they had very great people and they didn't. So I, we said we're going to speak about that one day, but not for now. You can't ask for an Eznigla. We're not in that Tukufa, and it's presumptuous and it's not going to work. The Mabit is going to say, we're going to see it inside now, that any tefillah is really asking for an ace, an ace nister. But we have a din, you have to daven, and much of what we daven for, hopefully, are things that are supposed to be coming, and we're just bringing down the bracha, you have to daven. That's one. Xerasakasov, you call it, in the Chiv tefillah. And the second part is the category of many things that might be by the border, maybe, maybe not. And you're going to start davening very hard, and tefillah is powerful, even if it's not good for you. Tefillah is powerful. That's why you have to be careful. So even with the disclaimer you mentioned, which we're going to talk about a lot, don't try to force Kaviyachal Kosh hand because the same laws of Teva that Hashem wants to stay with Kaviyachal also put in the metaphysical laws of Teva that Tefillah is powerful. Even if, like a Chlola, a Bracha, these things are powerful. And even if it's not well-placed, it might work anyway, which isn't good for anybody. So, again, he does not use the next paragraph the word usr. Alpidin, you can't say it's usr to ask too big, but he is certainly going to say he strongly does not advise it because you're asking to change something that might not have been coming. What for? You think it's good? You like the luxury? You like to relax? We have a lot of likes and dislikes. That doesn't mean that that is a positive thing to do ashkafically. And he's going to explain it very clearly, and we'll see in the footnote. Here in the Rinas Yitzchak was recently put out from Yitzchak Soroskin, and uh, he has um, very interesting uh, rayas to this uh, very important Yisoid. So up top on page one, Mila's Davar Remember I told you at the beginning of the parak, the Mabit himself laid out a phrase of what the main components of Tefillah are, and he's going to take each separate phrase and explain it. So the words, Dover Tzarech, you should be asking for a Dover Tzarech. Yeru She'ena Roy, notice how he does not say the word Aser. The understanding, this is deep, but Matriach is kind of, I mentioned, there's nothing, it's all the same. So I think Matriach is, you're asking to change the laws of nature. It's not an ace nickel again, but if it's not coming to you, why are you changing things? Let's let things up. So you need something hechrochis, and then the because of it, you got to daven for it. You got to daven for your daily bread. But that's where the chiddush stops, and therefore anything after that is matriach is kainai. Kikabala satzvila hu daver. Next page. Nisi chutz me'ateva. So before any commentary, he says that beferish. It's considered a nace of sorts, which is, I think, a chiddush in. So on the one hand, and the Mabit doesn't disagree with category number one, is that Tfilah is built in as a chiv, the Yagada Davin every day, according to Rambam once a day, Midrasa. According to Rambam Beisara, but that's a natural reaction. You wouldn't think that's what I'm asking to change Teva. Okay, so according to something's happening, you want to change it. You can hear that, but there's a regular component of Tfilah that you got to Davin because you have to have a relationship with the Kosh Baruch Hu, and nothing really happens to your Davin. And Rashi says it doesn't, the grass is there ready to come out, it doesn't come out until all the Rishon Davins. And that's not changing anything, that's hechrochi. But anything above that, you might be tampering with something that you're not supposed to be doing, and you're meddling, and you need your daily bread, and you need what you need, and of course the trick, even after this yesite, is how do you figure out what you need? I understand that. But 
And Gabriel, don't worry, you came in just the right time as we're going to get back to the example I started saying last night, but I wanted to give it the full treatment, so we had to uh, take a look at page one again. In the footnote, the bottom of the first column, Mila's Dovah So he brings, right from the Rambam, this Rambam speaks for itself. Rambam preceded the Mabit. And Mabit is just saying, oh, but he thinks it's Pashat, called from the Sogyus and from the early Rishinim. You're about to see the Rambam Kemat says this Beferish. So, shouldn't even necessarily go home and say, we learned such an interesting Mabit today, and he says a Chiddush. He does not saying it is a Chiddush, he's give, giving you the building blocks of the Gedarm of Tvila. And the Rambam, it's not Beferish, it's going to be a Diak, but the Diak is an excellent Diak. Take a look. And I don't think this is the Rambam versus the Ramban, as in Eitzara. Eitzara, I don't think it's a danger you're asking for things that aren't necessary. It's an Eitzara, you just want to get out of the Tzara. So you're asking for what's necessary, Hashem, please get me out of the Tzara. So the Rambam, you dive in every day, so then you have uh, more time and you're calm to think about things you might want on your wish list. So the Rambam describes, so what you, should you be doing in that tefillah every single morning? So first we have the components, which we saw this Rambam already. Shvach bakasha hadoyam. Shemitzvazase zushi adam magid shivcha shakash baruchu. That's the shvach vachakach shoyl tzrochov. That's all the bakashas in the middle. Shud tzarech lehem. And if you write in the Rambam, where every word is a diamond, the Rambam says, you should ask your tzrochim, shal tzrochov shehu tzarech lehem. It's kind of redundant and superfluous. Maybe even extra. Tzorachim <laughs> are things that you are Tzorachim. That's kind of obvious. So I said it's almost like a borderline beferish. It's a diak. Still got to read the Rambam slow, which I advise you to do whenever you read the Rambam. But that's what my bit is saying, no? That was a very... Ask for Tzorachim. Go right ahead. We got a lot of categories. Just ask the Tzorachim. Shoot Tzorachim. So, it's a little hard to get out of that one. Uh, you can't get out of the Mabit either. Mabit says, Verish. doesn't create an Isser, just the Rambam and the Mabit are trying to give you direction of how to daven. What's this based on? Yesterday's Gemar and Brachas. You're standing by the doorstep like an Ani, timid, a little uncomfortable, but you got to ask because you got to live and you got to survive. Okay. So you push a Kosh Baruch Hu. So I know what you're all thinking. I can read it on your face. You say, well, every time we dive, especially Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we're always referring to a Kosh Baruch Hu as a king and as a father. So how about the father part? I know that's what you're all thinking, no? That's what you were thinking? No? I can't ask your father. I can't ask your father for a big ask. So I don't blame anybody for maybe thinking of that Shaila, but it's probably an American Shaila. <laughs> There's a din of keep it of aim and years of aim. Somehow we're struggling with the keyboard and the era, like you mentioned that. Is it era? That's on the list also? Yeah, it's kind of like in the Aserus of Dibris. So, okay, so it's not the, what it was in Darius Rishayim. It can't get exactly up there, but you can't erase it either. It's got to be some on the agenda. And I think it's an American question. It says, of course, if, if, if Hashem is the din of a father, I don't know if it's a kasha, because he also has the din of a melech and adam, but even if you want to say you want to separate them, okay, you want to separate them, so you want to come not as the onion on the doorstep. The only problem is, first of all, the Gemara says, when you make the ask, you're on the doorstep. That's the Gemara says. And number two, even if it's a father, I don't think in the Free Decaderis it was that natural or normal to just ask for whatever you want and make it a big ask once you're at it. It's, the, it's the only, it's coming as an American child. Of course I can ask whatever. If there's any money in the bank account, let me say that better. If there's any money left on the credit card, 
or any left in the possible next cra- then what's wrong? So part of the chinuch is, is that well we actually don't spend on the credit card if um, the kids didn't call and ask me for anything today. It's not on my mind for Lamaisa. Uh, we're used to as a society overspending and asking big. Why should we ask for anything smaller? We can ask something bigger. So we don't get it. But that's inherently a bit of a chutzpah, no? Why should we matriach somebody else? Forget a Baruch Hu for a moment. Don't forget a Baruch Hu as a learning, but as an expression. Why would you go over and ask anybody, even a parent that's supposed to be yiran and covered, and ask for something you don't need as an extra? Am I not talking about, uh, Ta, I think it's going to help me learn tomorrow. Can I have a piece of kakash cake? I'll bring it to Yeshiva. That's not overdoing it. And it's uh, either have it, they don't. It's the cockroach cake is for Shabbos, okay, whatever. But the, <laughs> the, the reason we were bothered by this, well, why can't I dive in like Hashem's the father? So the, again, the first answer is that he's also the elder and the melech. You've got to be careful. And even by the parent. This is in a year and it's in a covered. And we can't, the fact that we have to modify, I'm modifying all the time, but we can't forget about the basics. It's in a covered a year. The one vestige we have is they don't sit in the parent's seat, we hope. That's like the one rim is of, if you remember, and I'll keep it up, I'm sure, we had 120-something of them. And that was a, uh, what? The kid can say to his father, as much candy as you can give me. So that, I don't think, I wasn't there, I'm as American as everybody else, and quite young, it's a mumover, but uh, I don't think that that's the way children went to parents. And uh, I know it wasn't, because in Europe, 98% of the time, if you had a potato or two for dinner, you were happy. I don't think people were asking for that. I just don't... I don't think this... Even when they're the Tkufas, they had a little more money. I, how, much candy, how much candy can you give me? So if it's one penny for the one-cent can, so, candy... So that's... Re- you're asking, you're just, you just said it that way to ask like an American. That's a ridiculous way to, I'm not saying on you. Yeah. That would be a tremendous chutzpah. Ta, I want some candy. How much? As much as you can give me, just load it on. I got seven pockets. And just, that's a chutzpah. You, don't, you wouldn't talk to your boss like that. If you go to your boss, you ask for a raise. You, you ask, okay, you want to ask bigger, because he's going to make up shara. But you don't, ex- you don't walk in like it's coming to you and it's a... You want to make an argument and a raise is where you're working and you feel you're underpaid. So that's a cheshemish, but here you're asking for a gift. It's eno hechrochi. The Mabit says you have to ask for hechrochi. Don't ask for more than hechrochi. One, obviously, it's not right. <laughs> you're asking, so Mabit says, you're changing it. Every tefill is an ace. The Rambam doesn't say that. Maybe he meant that. Maybe that's the reason. The Rambam just says, push it. Ask for anything that's a tzarech that you need. It's hard to get out of this Rambam, whatever the... So again, we're all American, we're all born in a new generation. You ask a little more and don't, um, don't tell your kid that uh, you got celery to chew on when you were a kid and he's not getting any jelly beans. That's not going to work. And none of us were around by the Great Depression, so that's not going to work either. So, uh, so it's... But, it, and this is before we get to the component of the Kosh the Melech, and the Adon also, besides the Av, even if you could split off the two. And I think that's where this is coming from. Yeah. Just curious, Tzorich for today and tomorrow, or Tzorich for five years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now? The Gemara says, again, this is a Madrega. The Gemara doesn't say it is a Madrega. The Gemara says somebody who has uh, something now and doesn't have it for tomorrow and is well read, raise right? So we don't live like that because we have our cupboards full, we have a fridge, and we have a freezer outside, sometimes a freezer downstairs. And uh, if it would snow today for 25 
days and be uh, seven feet of snow, Rahman Laslan, um, we can survive. We might be down to bare bones chicken and not anything fancier, <laughs> but we would survive. <laughs> On the other hand, there is the Chazal that says a person who has to buy bread every day or whatever. That, yeah, so that's like so that was a word in today that's legamri not true because the whole system changed. It was a bazillion to go to a retail shop and buy food. It says in the, in the olden days, what's the matter? You can't farm in your backyard, you're not self supporting. That was considered somebody who's not can't self support. That was a bazillion. Today it's after today everything's consumer driven. We we're just discussing this last night, and everything's available if I care. That's a fueling the economy. And I don't have to grow this stuff at home because I have a credit card and which I actually pay for. Let's say you go to the guy, that's not a bazillion. So that was it's coming from there that it showed that he wasn't he was just a day laborer or something else in the field, didn't own land. But the it's considered a bazillion. Uh, the guy who has a silo, he's, he doesn't have to. But, it's a, but most people didn't. But every farm had 100 day workers. And uh, it does say, Mektani Amana, we're not even holding this. I'm not even going. We have plenty enough for a snowstorm or two. And, and we're nowhere near that, that borderline. But to answer your question, should you be asking something, that you have what you need, but you want something for five years from now? That's part of our society. Retirement money. Okay. Inheritance for children. Inheritance, yeah. If you, let's let's do these things. You know what? I have an easier way. It's a good, all, all good questions, right? A person, you give me a practical example. You want to know? Is it hechachi or ain't hechachi to push one esrei? Hashem, please give me money to marry my children. So, the easy way to do it, the more generic way to do it, is a kashbaru. Please give me the panasa that I need to raise my family and take care of them. That includes everything. You don't have to get into something 10 years from now, 12 years from now. And it's a kol yachal. I think that's a safer bet because then at least the words, remember, part of this, I think, is the chutzpah aspect. Part of it is the fact that you're asking to change teva. See if you say, just give me what I need. So Hashem knows what you need anyway. And now the truth says do what you need. So it'll come down when it's supposed to come down. And you might have it for now, put it in savings for that, or it might come later, but that tefillah will help for later. Because even if it doesn't go into savings, you can want to wonder, you're doing that generic tefillah for 12 years, and now it's a uh, month before the chasna, and it's not here. So all those tefillahs are going to come into play and kick in, so to speak, that it should be, should be there when it's needed. So the tefillah is never wasted. But in terms of the Lushen, the Mabit is certainly suggesting, and the Ramam sounds like that, that you shouldn't be spelling out things that are clearly not hechrochi, and um, somebody once called the Arsamech, I believe, and he was completely bent out of shape, and he, got, he said, I just came back from the doctor in Vienna. Every professor was in Vienna. Because um, they all have, everybody traveled from a small village. He says, it's terrible. He says, he, he just told me that Rahman uh, Laslan, I only have a few months to, uh, to go, and, uh, and what do I do? And he was completely, obviously, it's a very nerve-wracking. So the Arsamech, without missing a beat, it's just a different way to view everything. And he's trying to wake him back to reality. He says, that's incredible. That's amazing. He says, in Yiddish. He said, what, what was amazing, incredible? He says, you were just told that you're going to live for three months? So I don't know what's going on tomorrow. It's all a different way of... Like, you assumed you have a lease and a guarantee on X amount, and the doctor just signed it uh, not so. Well, you didn't have a lease, and the doctor is not Hashem, and you have to take it seriously and try your styles, whatever it is, but you've got to put it into, into balance. So if you say generic, you can, uh, we don't have to micromanage uh, 
and he can fit into what that means. I think that would be a safer way for, for now. So again, that's the first ding of the Rambam. He clears the Shailah after this, after the bracket. What happens, it's so important, he's afraid maybe you're not Yetzirah, if you say something that's not Hechachi, because maybe that's not the way you're supposed to daven. He has a Shailah where the Yetzirah is an interesting Shailah. And he has a Raya that you are. The fact is, it's not a regular Isser, and the Lushan is Eino Roy. So go to the next column, the bracket. The world, physical and the ruchnius, the metaphysical, how everything works, and teva is teva, and Hashem doesn't want to change it, even though it's not an eisnigel again. So his diak, which I think is obvious, there's Anna Roy, it doesn't say it's not Chal B'Dievet. If you did it, you get to davening. Just you have to know properly, be covered, how to approach it. And all this fits extremely well into the Gemara we had yesterday, where Rashi describes the Ani standing by the doorstep and asking a smaller ask, certainly for Gashmias and maybe even for Ruchnias if it's not Talmud Torah. Skip down to the next paragraph. Shein Roy Laudam Aspal Lakel Hechrochi. So he brings a Shalom. This is very, very important. I, the Shalom now is going to talk about how to increase your kavana and davening. And this is important, and we're going to try to uh, show he's trying to help us. Everybody has trouble with kavana. So what he's going to say just outside first is that people who are in a foxhole no, no atheists in a foxhole. So foxhole for the Americans here were born after all the wars. Uh, foxhole Nebuch that was invented, I was here before, but during World War One is absolutely horrific. And uh, they had thousands and tens of thousands of people killing each other, uh, moving the battle five feet in this direction, seven feet in that direction, and everybody's in a foxhole, and they were using all sorts of new noxious gases, and it was just horrific. And uh, the Lushan is that whoever claimed to be an atheist, all of a sudden they started davening when Rahman somebody was shooting at them, not over them, and lobbing all sorts of other things. So the Shalah HaKadosh is going to start off with the noticeable fact in humanity is that when people have a tzara, somehow they dive with Kavana. That's the fact that everybody, my band says it triggers Tfilah the race, but that's not why we're diving Kavana, because we're reaching out to HaKadosh Baruch and we're Maminim, and everybody deep down is a Maimin. And Baruch Hashem, it's not always like that. And the question is how to put into place that we daven with Kavana, even though we don't think it's an Esar. And the mistake that we're going to discuss is the fact that when everything's going well, that's why I mentioned the story with Yerush Sameach, we think Baruch Hashem, the Panasa, and Gezunt, and everybody, everybody's going well, so Chazak, uh, we get to become big Labdanim. Chazak is Kanim, Sekan Hoya. So uh, everything's going well, so we don't die with such kavana. Why? But for everything's fine. We think that we have a lease on everything, so it'll continue. That's why we get to the Milishman Esrei and um, the whole Milishman Esrei and Bakashas, talking about Gula and Esamach David and Pnei Yushalayim. So I assure you, and the Shla will assure you as well, not in that order is that during the pogroms and during the Inquisitions and the Crusades, people said the Milosh Monastery about Gula very, very intensely because they desperately needed to get out of there. 
in America, I'm not looking to change things, we get to the middle and we say, oh, let's uh, start to taking, taking the world trip around in our head of all the places uh, we have to visit and we are visiting and the other things that happen and what's going on with the day and maybe the sukhi is a little bit, you know, I think I'm learning in Lashmah Asari either. That should be the worst of ever. And we don't focus. Why not? Because it doesn't feel so urgent. That's a problem with us. This is the way it works. You, know, you have to know what makes us tick. So the reason he's going to talk about this now is it's mutter and suggested in Achiev to daven for things that are hechrochi. We might have to switch our whole hashkafa, or we have the hashkafa ready, but apply it in figuring out life, what's hechrochi. And the lead of bracha atachainin is absolutely hechrochi. Without uh, good brains and concentration and sharpness, you can't learn as well as you're supposed to learn. You can't daven. You can't make decisions. You can't remember things. You can't perform in the office. You get all the things you have to do in life. If you think, hey, I'm smart, it's working, everything's going fine, so then you're not going to have too much kavana. We did true with Yom Kippur, it's fine. If the important things in life are not terribly important, you're not going to be pressed to have kavana. And that applies on a personal level and a national level. That's what he's going to speak about. And I, don't, I want to touch upon... Um, one example that I started discussing about the Hechrochi, we'll see this Shalom Mitzvashem uh, after Perm. Perm and Tainus Es is a great time to daven for things, so it's a great uh, segue in terms of Hechrochi, is understanding that the uh, Gulas, the Yisrael, which didn't happen after Perm, they were just saved, and the fact that we're in Gulas, and uh, all the very important things we'll be discussing over the next few weeks are about first being the Ashram in your mind, what's important and what clays all these and what's really important in life. And then that'll shift your kavana and help your kavana when you look at the words that Ashram Hesedela put in. So, Lahavdil, Aleph Avdalas, the example I just wanted to mention, and I'm sure we'll discuss this a little more next week as well. So, I um, had this past summer, not the first time this example came up, but this is a classic. I was doing a uh, supposed to be a shir, a drasha, I made it to a question and answer, I threw out to the floor and wanted to hear what was on their mind so um, there were many hundreds of uh, young bachram in the room and I asked if anybody was brave enough to ask something and I probably even said something maybe about tefillah, about the yeah, about the daven so one kid started saying something, I couldn't hear him as over in the back and uh, as counselor explained then he basically asked the following question and he's about 9, 10 years old, I would guess. So part of this is age-appropriate. And his question was, is it mutter to ask Hashem and davening to win color war or leagues? David wasn't your son. He was by mitzvah already. He was there, I think. Uh, is it mutter to uh, ask Hashem and davening for something like this? So I start thinking, yeah, to think fast. You don't want to answer this. It's to a 9, 10-year-old. So you want to drive home the point that Hashem is your father and your king and there's no, nothing too big, nothing too small. That's true. There's nothing too small. You can ask Hashem to, uh, something's bothering you in the house and, and uh, you got uh, mosquitoes in the house. You want Hashem to get it out. Say, so you're bothering Hashem about mosquitoes. The answer is you can't learn. They're, they're biting you. Nothing is too big. It's nothing too small. And you've got to get that point across to adults and especially to kids who are asking about tefillah. The kid's a hero. He's asking, raise his hand among all his friends. He says, I'm about tefillah. So I, you have to temper it, especially for a nine-year-old, but for all of us, there's nothing too small. And that's not where the rest of the answer is coming from. So I first said that. I said, Hashem is always listening, and every tefillah counts. There's nothing too big, nothing too small. 
And his counselor probably noticed I didn't really answer the question yet and said, so he can ask about the color war? So I said, I'm getting to it. <laughs> I just have to, you have to know there's nothing too big, nothing too small. The second disclaimer, both disclaimers are true, is that for a nine, ten-year-old, it actually is understandable why it's important that either he win or he not lose so miserably. At least he shouldn't drop the ball in the last inning and be in Sakhanov, have friends all, um, you know, uh, not letting him sleep the next night or two. So for a nine, ten-year-old, it's a very big issue in social status, and that affects his whole avoda. So. I thought this ended up being Kemat half the schmooze, rightfully so, because it will be here, an expanded version. So I said, Hashem is always listening, not too big, not too small, and I understand why you're asking, because a lot of pressure out there, and you want to have friends. And I said, by the way, all these things, all these things with the ball playing and the, uh, the, the Olympics, the leagues, and the color war, isn't that all bit tired? Why are you doing it? So I wasn't I had an answer. He said, uh, why are we doing it? Uh, I don't know. Said, we have it. And we're in the middle of it. I said, okay, the reason you're doing it is you learned very well during the year and you're learning well in camp and you need to relax a little bit you have a little fun and it's age appropriate and you're unwinding and that's fine for where we're holding and uh, everybody with Fima Jagasa and that's okay. But the social component is important and I didn't want to drive that home too much to this kid because he might have been the kid who's always dropping the ball and and suffering from the no, no friends and the social pressure. But I alluded to it, and that is an important thing. And if that's important for his self-esteem at this point in his life, you can and should ask the Kosh Baruch for it. So far, so good. Fast forward, not nine years old, 19, 29, 39, 49, and 59. I've been asked this. I only hang around good people, Baruch Hashem. They're either good or we're working on it. And they'll ask me, uh, the uh, Super Bowl is coming, the World Series is coming, and the... Uh, and I, I really am plotting, I hope my, my team wins, uh, can I dive in for it? That's a very different Shaila. Because I'm going to assume that 29, 39, 49 year old knows that Hashem is a Kol Yachol and Hashem is moving world empires and, and weighing in, so to speak, on wars and much more important things he can fix which, uh, fix in a positive way, which team is supposed to win. So he wants to know, is the Mutter from the means he's really getting bent out of shape and they say the... Uh, the uh, prospects are not looking that good. Or they're dead even and he wants to push it over the hump. I'm t- I kid you not. I'm glad. I'm glad a person who is, has this Mishagas, but at least he's asking a shout about Hechot Maybe he has money on that. So I told him. I'm taking care of that. No, no, I took care of it. Don't worry. I said right away. I'm glad you spelled it out. But I said, Do you, I said are you an owner? <laughs> Most of them are Jewish. The guy I was talking to happens not to own a team. Nebuch, okay, he's, 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 in, he's in real estate style. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't own a team. And then I said, are you betting on it? Not that I'm giving a Hesher Stample, I'm betting on it. Bob, you have any money down? What? Bob Crest didn't call you. Uh, the different with the But uh, So I said, any money on it? No money. So I said, so what is it? And again, I'm as American, I understand his feeling. But... You want to know, okay, Hashem, so I'm thinking to my head, do I have a Mabit for you and a Rambam <laughs> and a Gemara? If I had to give an example of something that was not Hechrachi, it's whether, I'm happy to say, I don't know who was in the Super Bowl. Give me, give me one of the two teams. It doesn't make a difference who won, who lost. No one's going to admit knowing. You heard from somebody else and yeah, preparing for the Shear. What? Kansas City. Okay, Kansas City. Do you have a name? Chiefs. Chiefs, okay. Is that politically correct? 
<laughs> Maybe. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. So uh, we'll leave that alone for now. So, so he says, yeah, I don't have any money on it. I don't own the team. I, my shrugger doesn't own the team. There's no money over here. I'm really going to be sad and bent out of shape. That's the Matthias. Uh, you can't tell a guy, get a life, even though get a life here means the Ruchni is. But okay, the people there, he's a good guy. I'm not, I'm not here to trash the people. This is their hang-up from when they were nine years old in camp. So they should slowly get rid of it. But the Maisa, to say it's Hechrochi, is questionable. I don't know when the Rambam, what's the Rambam? Sharul Tzrachav Shehu Tzarech Lahem. There's no way I like being down the Kapschus and, and helping people in the context of uh, the Limbus of where they're holding. How's the Hechrochi? So the one answer I got from somebody more than nine years old, he wasn't 39 yet, he was a teenager, but an older teenager, and he said, honestly, he said, I'm going to be very sad. I said, if you be very sad, is it going to affect your davening, your learning the next day? He said, maybe. I'm not saying this is good, you have to grow out of this, but saying, Lamaisa, so I said, if you come to Kajbach and said, look, I know this is ridiculous, however you're going to say that, and it's not real, I'm, I'm working on it, I'm growing out of it, but Lamaisa, where I'm holding now, it's the middle of the sugya, and I don't want to be sad and bent out of shape because it's going to affect my cheshek for learning, which, again, if you'd spell this out in a different country, in a different time to somebody and say, you're in the middle of tuk v'kayin, you're in the middle of a and you're saying you're not going to learn tuk v'kayin with cheshek because the Yankees lost? You understand? Somebody would say, can you repeat that? But if that's the Matthias, we understand it is human, so then maybe it's hechrochi for now. Circumstantial. But otherwise, it might behoove anybody who's mature enough. Age appropriate for the nine-year-old, I gave him a full pass because it's really important for his social self-esteem and that can really affect his performance in Ruchnius. The father died for the kid, so the kid needs it. Kind of father the father can die for the kid. The kid should slowly get less hooked on, this, on the Mishagasim and focus on real life. And for now, if he's not going to wake up in the morning, because so just let me speak one more thing. we really got to stop as we have to dive in. The Mabit is focusing on asking Hashem for an ace nister. So the recent conversation I had with a 16-year-old, a good, good kid, mature kid, and he says, yes, I'm a little bit uh, too into this. And it make, he's the one who said, if it makes me sad, can I dive in for it? So I said, you realize that has to be changed. Says, you know, he's working on it. So I said, then one more question, which is important for this Mabit. Uh, he was talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, I said, is it in terms, not that the experts are such experts, but is there a clear underdog and you're davening for the underdog and you're trying to change the teva? So he said, no, it's uh, very even. Okay? It's still, uh, very even means there's still Yadiyah of Makosh Baruch what's going to happen and how many from people uh, do you have um, davening in this direction? My bit is, this is deep, Deep stuff. <laughs> My bit is talking about you don't want to force Shem to do something which is against what should have been. Now, the experts aren't experts, and nobody knows exactly, and uh, there are presidents who have won against greater odds. But you really have to rethink whether this is what you want to ask for during the audience with the king. And if it's really Hechrochi for now, so maybe there's a mockum for it, but has to be re-examined uh, really in life what's Hechrochi and what's not and that's the Shalom Mitzvah Shem we'll get to next week.